much like the state of the schedule and the fixtures list, which is still undergoing changes at the time of recording, India are in a spot of bother with regards to their own World Cup squad. Or are they? Regular Stumpike listeners will remember that way back in December of last year, we had picked a potential squad that could get a run of ODI matches with an eye on the World Cup. At that time, October 2023 seemed like a long time away. Now, I get the vibe of a fast approaching exam, having not studied all year, with an ever-growing syllabus that I haven't gotten around to cracking the books yet. Except for me to pass, I didn't need to top the class, I just need to get 40%. Is that the case? Or do Dravid and Co. have a plan? With the bell about to ring, signaling 15 minutes left, or 90 days rather, uh, we're here to see whether we have to change our answers pendant from 8 months ago. Welcome to ESPN Crick Info Stump Mike. I'm your host Kaustub and joining me in the exam hall are George Binoy and Vishal Dixit, the same people who had sent in their answers uh, way back in December of last year. Have you all guys had a look at the squad that we had discussed back then? Kaustub, can I just jut in there? You've said 3 months and 90 days. It's only 2 months away from the World Cup. Ah, that, that means we have 10 minutes left, not 15. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking that we had thought about Dhawan, we had Rishabh Pant's injury hadn't happened yet. Uh, Arzeep was in the mix, Chahar was in the mix, like, how much do you think we have to change everything going forward? You know, Kostab, your glass is, uh, you're painting a picture of a glass half empty, I don't think that's really the case, uh, you know, yeah, India were in a position. Somebody has said a similar thing to Kostab in the past, it was Sanjay Manjavekar. <laughs> a while ago, you know, there were a lot more questions than answers, but uh, right now, I think, you know, India have a fair idea of what they Asia Cup and World Cup squad is going to look like. Uh, Bumrah and Prasid are coming back from injury. Uh, KL Rahul also might be fit in time. So the pieces are falling into place. Uh, I don't think the question so much is now about personnel. It's about getting the personnel back into form, uh, which I think is the uh, pressing issue going into the Asia Cup. So, yeah, uh, it is what it is. Uh, you know, the players, the squad is taking some sort of a definite shape now. It's just about peaking at the right time, I think. No. Yeah, I'll agree with George. Uh, the couple of injuries that have really, uh, or the absence of two players that have really hampered the combination is actually Shreya Sayer and Kale Rahul. And they've had to try a few other batters for that. But the good thing, really good thing, is that India's bowling attack looks really good, especially with the announcement of Bumrah coming back. Prasid Krishna was also doing really well earlier last year when he had started bowling regularly in ODIs. But even now, if you see in the 11, Bumrah, Shami and Siraj, if these are the three fast bowlers who are going to start. With Hardik as the fourth bowler. Jadija also as uh, the all-rounder. But yeah, sticking to the pace attack, that looks really, really good. And in Indian conditions, this kind of a, you know all-round pace attack with seam, swing, uh, pace, everything, death bowling also mostly covered. It looks really good. It's just about, like George said, uh, putting the pieces together in the in the final few weeks within the Asia Cup and possibly against Australia as well after the Asia Cup and before the World Cup. The big caveat with regards to the bowling attack is that, yes, Bumrah and Prasid are coming back from long layoffs, so we'll have to see what sort of form and fitness they're in. Uh, and the fact that Hardik, uh, you know, whether he can shoulder a consistent bowling workload through the tournament. India might even take the radical step of not playing Hardik in every game and playing play him in the really big games or crucial games to manage his workload if needed. So those options are there. It you know so the pieces are falling into place, but it's all untested right now. 
like going by what vishal said right uh, he said uh, the two biggest injuries that have impacted the middle order as shreyas and kl rahul like uh, i like rishabh pant is the player that has really uh, i would say he he'd be missed in, in a way where i don't think uh, there's a chance of him playing the world cup like it's going to his rehab is going to be pretty long these three injuries right is there any way the indian management could have mitigated it or is it just bad luck nobody is to blame f- uh, when a player gets injured but uh, is there a, can there be any fault for a lack of planning here what for pan rahul and shreyas is injuries no i don't think so uh, because like pan's was just a unfortunate accident rahul's injury happened during the ipl didn't it and shreyas's was like during yeah uh, though i don't think the team management could have done much more with regards to rahul and shreyas uh, to be honest uh, Yeah in the batting lineup I don't think uh like one was an accident the other KL Rahul injury also happened on the field which happened from time to time like look at what happened to Kane Williamson in the first match of the IPL poor guy he's the captain of New Zealand may or may not play the world cup so these things happen on the field I don't think those can really be put on the team management or whoever was there at the NCA but what we heard as Rohit Sharma once complained about in a presentation was when a lot of india's fast bowlers were getting injured again and again and when bumrah was planning to come back uh, to action at the beginning of the year he got injured again that is something actually we don't know what is going on behind the scenes but that is something since rohit sharma said it obviously there was something that was not going perfectly right or on track but as things stand right now like i said the pace attack looks really good so if india do really well at the world cup then nobody will be complaining we can just take it step by step right are uh, 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 like if you're going openers middle order uh, all rounders bowlers right uh, openers are more or less fixed at this point you have uh, rohit and uh, shubman gill at the top with uh, kohli at 3 like who will become our keeper like we have ishan kishan who has done really well over the last couple of months the west indies series he's averaging above 50 uh, sanju samson has also Uh, done reasonably well like he had a really good match yesterday uh, and the issue is ishan kishan has got all his op- uh, runs as an opener right and uh, since our opening opening slots are already fixed uh, who would you pick as the keeper assuming kl rahul is not coming in uh, who would you f- uh, fix as the keeper between uh, ishan kishan and sanju samson so uh, that's a good question there uh, and i think that is a big part of the batting order puzzle Uh, see if KL Rahul is fit and able i think he would slot back in as your keeper batter uh first choice uh in the middle order at number 5 uh but your question was if rahul was not fit in that case the team management needs to take a call on whether they want ishan kishan in the 11 because he is a left-handed batter and if he is uh going to play then do does he play at the top way he's personally had uh, most success or do they fit him in in the middle order and ask him to adapt his game to that role that will be a challenge for ishan kishan uh, and if he is going to play that role i would imagine that they would do it during the asia cup to see how he fares you know so if that is the way the team management are veering for ishan kishan then you'd see him bat in the middle order during the asia cup uh but otherwise i would expect rahul to slot into the middle order as a keeper if this comes allows yeah i think another way to put positive questions is uh, even if kl rahul is fit 
who's going to be India's backup keeper. And it's right now it's very tough to say that Sanju Samson is going to uh, give Ishan Kishan a run for his money because Sanju Samson may not get any ODIs from now. If K. Rahul is fit for the Asia Cup, the only games Sanju Samson will get will be in Ireland at three T20s. Even if he hits three fifties there, that's that doesn't say much about somebody's ODI form. And in ODIs, even though he's played only what 10-15 matches, I think Sanju Samson. I can't remember any innings where he's given uh, so much confidence to the management by playing more than 50 or something balls. I think out of 10-15 uh, innings, there must have been only two innings. I was looking at that when he played more than 50 balls in an innings, and obviously he was playing mostly in the middle order. He doesn't bat like Varela or uh, Hardik Pandya. So, yeah, a lot of people, especially Sanju Samson fans, will say that he's not been given a long run, you know, maybe the kind of run that Surya Kumar Yadav has been getting this year in ODI, despite getting all those ducks against Australia, despite getting uh, single-digit scores. But it's how it is right now. It, when Ayer and KL Rahul were fit, there was no way anybody else could have gotten a chance in the build-up, in the 12-15 months that teams used to build up for the World Cup. So right now, Kishan is obviously ahead. Apart from what George said, that where will Kishan slot in the 11? That's, that's the tricky thing. So hopefully, Asia Cup will give more clarity. Which also brings me to another question that who's going to be India's backup opener then? So I think there, like Kishan obviously slots in as a backup opener. I think like Kishan is definitely going to be in that Asia Cup squad with the view of being in that World Cup squad because uh, he can slot in as a backup opener as well. And if push comes to shove, uh, KL Rahul can al always move up the order as well. He's done that job. Uh, but that might mean, can he open and keep? That's another question. But yes, there are, uh, there are several questions around the wicketkeeper uh, and the batting position of the wicketkeeper. The other concern is that like India potentially have, you know, uh, four first-choice players who are coming back from long injury layoffs. Rahul, Shreyas, if they are both fit and able, Bumrah and then Prasid. So, yeah, that's not an ideal situation to be in. Uh, going into a World Cup, but it's better than not having them fit at all. And George, since you said in the Asia Cup, if India look at uh, Ishan Kishan as one of the opening options or opener slash keeper, if KL Rahul is not fit, whom do they move out of the opening slot then? In the Asia Cup, uh, if they are looking at Ishan Kishan to bat in the middle order, they will bat him in the middle order in the Asia Cup. We are looking at, say, Ishan Kishan being the backup to KL Rahul, right? And both and uh, both are similar in a way where uh, if uh, Ishan Kishan ends up playing the Asia Cup in the middle order, then it's similar to KL Rahul who can both play at number four and uh, open, right? But going forward, is the entire bedrock of this team completely resting on who's going to be at number four and number five? Right, and this brings us back to the same question we had in 2019, right? Like, we are completely dependent on Shreyas Iyer being fit and KL Rahul being fit. And if it's not that, then we will get someone who can do the job, but it's not going to be ideal. Like, how crucial will Shreyas Iyer be to this whole thing? So, yeah, uh, you know, Shreyas was one of uh, India's top batsmen before his injury in the ODI format. So, yeah, uh, his and Rahul's fitness uh, are big questions India have to answer. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, if they're back, then it is no unqu 
unquestionably a boost to India's chances. Uh, but if they're not back, India have uh, been trying these options. There's Ishan Kishan, there's Samson, there's Surya Kumar. Uh, you know, so it's not like there aren't uh, options. There, these people have been playing fairly regularly, and they'll have to make do. Ultimately, you know, the other batters who we have not yet mentioned, which is Rohit Kohli. Uh, Hardik Pandya, these are the guys who are going to have to shine for this World Cup campaign to be successful as well. So, yeah. Yeah, if Ayer and KL Rahul are coming back and if they start batting mostly like how they did before their injuries, I don't think India will be very bothered about number four or those kind of positions. Shreyas Ayer is a terrific batsman, batter for Indian conditions, you know. Even in the IPL, we see as soon as a spinner comes on, he just starts hitting sixes fearlessly. He rotates the strike very well in the middle overs and the ODIs. He can uh, push the gears towards the end also after 35 odd overs. So if he can play even decently well uh, in the Asia Cup, if he's fit of course, and even KL Rahul, uh, despite all the memes going around <laughs> about him as soon as he comes back, I'm sure meme makers are ready for, for him to fail. But one of the things that works against him, I think, is that people often mix up formats when they're talking about KL Rahul. In T20Is, he's an opener and it's true that he eats up a lot of dot balls and his strike rate thing comes up. But when he last played, the five, his last five or ten ODIs that he played, he helped India win a couple of matches actually in the middle order. So, again, he, he also plays spin pretty well on the turners also that India are capable of producing. They may not turn up in the World Cup, in a tournament like a World Cup, but you never know. India have a match in Chennai, in Delhi. So, if those kind of conditions come up, we have really good batters. Like, I, I, as much as you would uh, want to make fun of KL Rahul for his IP and form, right? Like, he is a gun batter in the middle order for India. The middle order kind of picks itself uh, if uh, Shreyas and KL are fit. Uh, which uh, brings me to the other experiment that we have been doing for the last year or so. Like, is what has happened to Sirakumar Yadav? Uh, like we have uh, like we have just in this conversation sir, we were mentioning about not mixing formats right like KL Rahul okay sure T20I uh, format as an opener he eats up a lot of balls but incredible in the ODI right we have not seen that translate for Sirakumar Yadav into the uh, ODI format uh, like I have uh, his stats in front of me right and uh, he his last 50 was against West Indies in February of 2022 like that was last year like more than a year and a half ago at this point and ever since then, he has only scored, like his highest score was 35, which was yesterday. Like it's more, more or less a runner ball. Uh, he's been given lots of chances. They've tried him at, like when India had three down within 15 overs, he has batted. Uh, when India had three down after 30 overs, he has batted. And he has not been able to convert his T20 game into like the ODI format. Is this where we say goodbye to the Surakumar Yadav experiment and like just get serious when picking... Uh, a team for the World Cup or or is he someone like some maverick and like when he gets good he gets good so I think uh, uh, it was a experiment worth doing uh, trying to see if Surya Kumar uh, can crack it in ODIs it hasn't come off so far so you know at some point the management will have to take a call on whether to shelve the experiment or take the chance of continuing it through the Asia Cup I think that answer will depend on whether both Shreyas and Rahul are fit for the Asia Cup. If they're both fit, I imagine that they'll need to get more game time than Surya because they might be your first choice ODI players ahead of Surya in the 11. Uh, but if they are not fit, then 
Surya stays in the picture in my opinion. Uh, I don't have a ready answer as to why he hasn't been successful in ODIs. Uh, there's nothing to indicate that he won't uh, start being successful at some point. If not now, maybe after the World Cup or wherever. But it, I think whether India persists with Surya Kumar depends on the fitness uh, of some of their other players who they're waiting to come back into the team. So even if, uh, let's assume that KL Rahul and Shreya Sahir are fit and they slot back into the 11, uh, who should India pick as the backup middle order batter? If Ishan Kishan is the backup opener, do you, is it a choice between mm-hmm. Sanju Samson mm-hmm. and Surya Kumar Yadav then? Yes, possibly. Very possibly in the squad. Uh, it is a toss-up between Sanju Samson and Surya Kumar Yadav. Uh, it also depends, like, you know, you have a squad of 15, so... Uh, you you'll possibly have two backup batters outside your eleven. Uh, I think one of those will be Ishan Kishan, mm-hmm. and then it'll come to uh, either Sanju Samson or Surya Kumar Yadav. Yes, for the other spot, and uh, they might. And if it comes down to that, it just might go to Surya Kumar because you don't need to have three wicket keepers in the squad. Uh, so yeah. That's the way I think they might go. Eliminate Sanju Samson just because he's a wicket keeper. Look, his I know the sample size is not great, but just for the sake of argument, he averages more than 15 ODIs in what 12 innings, and Surya Kumar averages 24 from 24 innings. What's actually going in Surya Kumar's favor and going by you know how Rahul Dravid also spoke at a press conference about and how players were picked for the Ireland tour. It looks like Surya Kumar is ahead, but I'm not that much convinced. It's although convincing he is not Dravid's responsibility. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, the, that's a fair question, and uh, uh, the the question is like, what spot are you looking to have a backup for? You know, Surya Kumar could conceivably bat at either four or six. Uh, can Sam- Sanju Samson bat as low as six? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, so it just ultimately depends on the overall composition of what the team is looking for and to plug with that backup batter. This is not a time where you bring in uh, someone completely new, right? Like around six, seven months ago, you had even Deepak Kuda in the mix, right? Uh, you had uh, like Rahul Tripathi had travelled to the squad a few times and uh, like the, the window to give anybody else a chance right now is like shut right at this point you have to make do with uh, the people that you have uh, that you have taken to West Indies or you're going to take to Ireland for example like I'm guessing like within the current crop Surya Kumar Yadav will make it even as a backup then I think they've been quite clear that the squad that they pick for the Asia Cup will largely be the World Cup squad so you know uh, yes the window for experiments is closing uh, you have the Asia Cup and then you have three ODIs against Australia after that and then we go into the World Cup. Uh, and India have always sort of indicated that the Asia Cup squad will be the World Cup squad by and large. So, yeah, the time for experiments is coming to an end now. Yeah, that's what Rahul Dravid was saying at press conference after the second ODI, I think, that this was our last series to try the the players we wanted to for the World Cup. And he also hinted in that, that uh, in this series, we are trying these battles because KL Rahul and 
a year are still under, undergoing their recovery at NCA. So they wanted to give Vishan Kishan and uh, Suri Kumar the chances and Sanjay Samson, of course. We have spoken about the top and the middle order. I'm not even going to discuss the all-rounders because I feel Jadeja and Pandya are like shoe wins. They're going to get picked. Yeah, right. a fairly obvious six and seven. Yeah, the question I have, the question I have there is, uh, you know, Aksar is right now also in the scheme of things, uh, but I don't see a situation where Aksar and Jadeja are going, both going to play in the same eleven because they, you know, Aksar is probably backup for Jadeja right now. So the question is, is it worth considering R Ashwin out of the blue because he just offers a different type of bowling option? Uh, because otherwise, India don't have a conventional off spinner in their team. So, that's something to consider as well. Like Ashwin, it did not even strike me that we can even consider Ashwin at this point. Apart from, I think, the one article that came out in the Indian Express. I'm not entirely convinced that we can get Ashwin to play. I mean, I'm sure, t- like, test cricket, if he has a fitness for test cricket, then, like, he's going to be, he, he can slot into an ODI team. But India have not played with Ashwin in ODI for a very long time, right? Yeah, fair enough. It's, uh, it's just that I feel that Picking both Jadeja and Aksar in the squad is, you know, both of them will rarely play together. It'll be one or the other and the other one is a backup. And so you're just blocking a spot in the squad. And you know what else could work in Ashwin's favour is that he can bat at number eight. Because from the current bowling attack, it's only Shardul Thakur who can bat at number eight. Otherwise, whether it's Kuldeep, Shami, Bumra, Siraj, uh, anybody you name. Or Prasad Krishna, yeah, the tail gets really long. So if there's no Ashwin in the squad, it means that you have to play Shardul Thakur and it limits your uh, flexibility with the bowling options depending on conditions and oppositions. So if there's no Ashwin, then does that mean Shardul Thakur will get, will get maybe all games as a number 8? I, I will just say, like, you, a number 8 is too low for Ashwin, you're seeing him bat at number 3. Then Aksar Patel can also bat at 4, like we saw. <laughs> last week <laughs> as much as i want ashwin to play right like i'm like I, it is uh, pretty evident that i'm a fan of him but uh, i slotting him in would just mean that you are you will have to end, uh, play uh, or you have to leave out kuldeep one of kuldeep or chahil right uh, we're not going to play with three spinners i i feel here yeah, it's going to be depending on how conditions uh, are india could play either three specialist fast bowlers or uh, which would be bumrah uh, Siraj and one of Shami or Prasid um, and Hardik being the fourth uh, um, seamer and two spinners you know to give them six bowling options but there could be uh, certain conditions that warrant playing three spinners uh, if the pitch is slow uh, mm-hmm. you know at certain venues so in that case they could play just uh, Hardik two fast bowlers uh, two spinning all-rounders and a specialist spinner um, I don't think that will be the case for most games, but there could be the odd game uh, that comes up where you know a team co- India could look to play three spinners. Also, depending on the opposition and how good uh, they are as players of spin. Yeah, I think India are playing uh, England in Lucknow, and that's in the second half of the tournament. So if Lucknow, you know, dishes out one of those pitches that uh, it was during the last IPL. India might play three spinners and I'm hesitating to say anything about England because they'll still surprise, they have the capability to surprise anyone and still score 400 runs no matter what the conditions and how many spinners India are playing. 
so like is it one of kulcha or both of them like going from what i'm hearing here it's going to be one of them based on the conditions given the other spinner is going to be jadeja yes certainly one of them because playing both of them uh, lengthens the tail a lot as well and uh, at the moment at least uh, kuldeep seems to have the inside track on chahal he has been playing regularly he has been taking wickets as well uh it might come down to you know specific opposition and the strengths of the opposition uh, against the type of bowler that kuldeep is or chahal is you know uh, for example i think you look back to the 2019 world cup uh, where england really went hard against uh, kuldeep uh, mm-hmm. in that group game so if uh, india end up playing a particular opposition in conditions that are not maybe suited to kuldeep style of bowling they might look to bring in chahal depending on boundary dimensions and you know the number of left handers vis-a-vis right handers in their team so they have the options but in general i would say kuldeep right now has the inside track but uh, yeah uh, i i do see chahal getting a few games as well you know i was really surprised to see that chahal has hardly played odis this year his last game was in jan against new zealand and in those the series i don't even have any memory of so it's it's been really surprising that even though he's been a part of the squad the last game he played was in the ipl uh of course there was a wtc final and all after that test matches were going on this is the first odi series i think but since jan when he last played his odi series he is not getting he's not been getting any game time so it's something i will watch out for in the asia cup for sure how many games he gets because the way we've been hearing and even the team management has been speaking they will want to try their best combinations in the asia cup the uh, so if that way is if kuldeep you know pips chahal in the first 11 how is chahal going to be ready really for the world cup i'm really surprised that he hasn't gotten any game time uh, way i'm looking at it it does seem like kuldeep goes ahead and like compared to the 2019 era where you had the kulcha partnership going forward kuldeep has really shined uh, in the last uh, couple of months and like he's bowling in good rhythm and I just have two questions left uh, before we wrap up our discussion. Do any of you all remember uh, what the prep was like going into the 2011 World Cup, like for India? I I have the final scorecard right in front of me, and uh, we had Zaheer Khan, Shishant, and one of Patel as our pacers. Uh, Harbhajan Singh, Yuvraj, Sachin, and Kohli had ended up bowling. Right, seven bowlers were used eventually in the in the final. I I can't recollect how. the team came together towards the world cup even though i remember the world cup very vividly is there any parallels to be drawn like can like can memories be refreshed like should we really not panic <laughs> looking at uh, how, what the team or the state of the team right now there's really no cause for panic the personnel are largely you know identified uh, it depends on how those three or four key players return from their or uh, injury layoffs or whether they do and whether they find form that is a concern but you can't really do much about that but hope that they come good a home world cup in condition uh, conditions that india are traditionally strong in getting to the semi finals i don't think should be an issue at all i'd be very very surprised if india struggled to make the semi finals uh, i think they should sail into that top 4 after that it's anyone's guess Uh, I do think they need to come up with strategies to beat teams like, say, England, Australia, and maybe Pakistan, who I would pick as 
the other three strongest semi-final contenders. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, beating England in an ODI is not a straightforward task at all. So, yeah, they do need to come up with combinations and strategies to take on who they might face in the semi-finals. But, yeah, uh, unless something goes horribly wrong, I don't see India not making the semi-finals. You know, instead of 2011 World Cup, somehow I can vividly remember the build-up to the 2003 World Cup, in which India reached the final. But before that, they had gone to New Zealand. And they were getting 100 all out, 120 all out, 150 all out and losing everything. I think they won only one game out of seven or something. And the experts, fans, everybody was just crying that what is going on. We have so many superstars in this team and this is what it's come down to. And surprisingly, India went on to reach the final. Uh, and it was one of India's best World Cups before 2011, in fact. Kaustu, when you mentioned the bowlers from 2011, one of the things that struck me was Zaheer Khan was one of the main bowlers, obviously, for India. And this time, India do not have a left-arm quick. It's not like you need a left-arm quick to win a World Cup, but it's it's definitely like a, a weapon that so many other t- teams have. And India's top order have also been known to fall to left-arm quicks. You know, when you have bowlers like Mitchell Stark, trying a free I think Fred Bolt is going to play the World Cup as well. There's, just because he doesn't have a contract, I don't see New Zealand not picking him. And there's no reason he will also say now. So, these kind of bowlers, and he's the one who picked the, the quick wickets in the 2019 semi-final. So, I wish there was a left-arm quick. I know they tried Ashdeep Singh last year, but there's nobody from the current lineup that he can displace. Are you saying that Unad Kutt's not going to make the World Cup squad, Vishal? <laughs> <laughs> That's why they took him to West Indies. Yeah, I was kind of surprised that Ashdeep Singh, uh, you know, was not given uh, uh, a few games in the runway to the tournament. Now, he's clearly not in the mix because he's not part of the team in the West Indies. And he is going to the Asian Games, which clashes with the start of the World Cup. So, yeah, he's not going to be there. So, yeah, India do have to make do without a left arm quick at this tournament by the looks of it. Unless Unad Kutt sneaks in. It's not impossible. But it looks like without a left arm quick and without an off spin. My, my final question is like going building on what uh, George had said earlier. Uh, are we in any shape to beat England on their best day, right? Like that was my biggest takeaway when we had spoken way back in December, right? Like it doesn't matter what the combination is. You can win group games, but it all comes down to having the pieces in place to beat England when they are at their best. And they usually are at their best towards the back end of the tournament. Where do you see this uh, squad plays that way? Like, we will go through the names one by one, uh, just before we end the show. But do you think they have the pieces? You said beating England on England's best day. I don't think India can out-bat England. But India can certainly out-bowl England. <laughs> if that answers your question. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that more or less sums it up. So, uh, just to put it all together, right? Uh, we have Rohit, Gil, Kohli, and uh, Ishan Kishan, right? As our uh, backup opener. Uh, yes. Uh, then, uh, KL and uh, Shreyas, if they're fit. Yes. Surya Kumar Yadav as the backup for one of the two. Or Samson. Or Samson. Pandya and uh, Jadeja as your all-rounders. Shardul Thakur as well. And your bowlers will be Shami, Bumrah. Uh, Siraj or Prasid or do we go with four? Probably both of them. 
right and uh, yeah. chahal sorry sorry kuldeep and chahal how many did you but that's more than 15 right you can have reserve players right like you, people do have 15 yeah, but, reserve players yeah but you can't you need to cut it down to a squad of 15 that can form the final 11 so who do you kick out so out of sky and samson only one will go okay but i have also thrown in aksar okay would you pick both kuldeep and chahal then yes for sure all right uh, you might have to choose between shami and prasid all right that that's a that's a very tricky one i thought shami was yeah i thought shami was a sure shot according to me no but prasid the, the game that prasid has uh, like it's raw sure but uh, honest day is lethal Yeah, that will depend on Asia Cup. Sorry, uh, the Ireland games, how he plays in that, whether he's picked for the Asia Cup or not. The leader we have here is, uh, especially considering we don't know how KL and Shreyas are going to go about, right? We uh, we feel the same way about Prasad and Bumrah also. Like, let's be realistic here. Yeah, I think we are in a good place. I I am optimistic. It's a home World Cup for India, and as long as there's no overthinking and uh, we don't cook up problems like last time about number four or a multi-dimensional player. I think it should be a good campaign for India. Yeah, just uh, d- don't be so pessimistic, Kostak. <laughs> <laughs> Let's send this podcast episode to Sanjay Mangrejo first thing as soon as it's as edited. See, I- I'd rather be hopeful for- of nothing, and then when I'm gifted something as big as the World Cup, then I'll be like the happiest person ever. But if I hope <laughs> that we will win and then we lose, it's just like that. That hurts more. So. <laughs> and if India lose, then you will be the first one to say, "See, I told you." No, no, no. This is not for the sake of being contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> My last thought is, uh, I don't know who's going to be India's number eight. I have a sneaky feeling Ashwin is going to sneak in now that George has mentioned him. <laughs> so, uh, thank you so much, George, and thank you so much, Vishal, for joining us. Uh, if you like this episode, then do leave a rating on Spotify or a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps take the podcast forward. Uh, that's it from us on ESPN Cricket Post. I'm Mike. See you soon. Bye.